I remember you was conflicted, misusing your influence. Sometimes I did the same. It's true, it's true, it's true. Shout out to the birthday girl, say hey. Say hey. What's up, y'all? Today's conversation is about sex. No busy on today's episode. So that cling you heard right there is going to be the cling of a shot glass because I'm going to be taking shots on this episode. Today's episode is about sex. We're going to talk about my sexual journey personally. We're going to talk about 21 fun and sexy questions to ask your partner. The truth about men and sex. What women get wrong about sex when it comes to men. Just different topics like that. Today's episode is going to be a fun ass episode. So I want y'all to do what I normally ask y'all to do. Sit back relax fucking take a shot with me this episode grab your favorite drink something to eat roll you up one and y'all know what we're about to do here as we always do we get on with the mother fucking show let's get it today's episode is about sex so i don't have my normal bz so what I'm going to do on this episode is I've been kind of taking a couple of shots. I'm going to take some. You're going to the, 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 gonna hear the shot glass hit the table. And when the shot glass hit the table, that, that lets you know that the, another shot has been consumed. So we're going to see how many. I got a little bit left in this bottle. We're going to see exactly how many I can take. I don't plan on taking too many. But we're going to see what we can get through. Um, just to give a brief. I guess a brief explanation of my own sexual history going into this. Uh, first time I had sex was 16. First time I had sex was on the, the campus of Purdue West Lafayette. Um, was in the Upper Bound program. They sent us down to Purdue. And when they sent us down to Purdue, I met a young lady by the name of, of I'm just going to say, um, L. I'm just going to say L. <laughs> I ain't gonna give out her name on this, uh, this, uh, by you only, we just gonna call her L. Uh, so me and L, um, yeah, we linked up at, at Purdue. And she was in a different program. She was like in a farmer's type of program. She was from Arizona. So it was literally like a summer, a summer, a summer flame. Like, it was nothing that was going to last forever, but my young mind back then was like, oh, you know, you live in Arizona, I live in Indiana, we can eventually go to college together, you know, trying to trying to plan out all these things and shit like that. So, yeah, that was, that was the first time, the first time I officially had sex. Uh, that was also the first time that I ever had a threesome. I had my first threesome at 16. Um, it was me, it was L, and it was her friend A. 
So me, L, and A, um, we went to A's house because A lived in West Lafayette and L had met her there as well. But L and her had gotten cool over, I guess they were there a little bit longer than we were. So they had gotten cool over, I say a couple of months, um, had gotten extremely cool. And yeah, from there, things, things kind of went, um, I with Purdue or with the West Lafayette experience at the upper bound program, you had to sign out to, to leave campus and you had to, had to sign out to leave campus and then you had to sign out to come back in, but you had to let them know where you was going. So I signed out and just told them that I was just, I was just going with L. I was just going to go off campus with L. So when I went off with L, I, um, me and L, we spent spent some time together. We went over to A's house. So we went over to A's house. A's parents was like at work. And it was just me, L, and it was A. So L and A started started kissing. L and A started kissing. Um, after L and A started kissing, I kind of got dragged into the situation. Bop, bop, bop. Ended up fucking for the first time. Like after just initially losing my virginity. Maybe like I say it was like we was down there for a month. So after losing my virginity, the second week of being down there, the third week being down there was my first threesome. So, yeah, I had a very abrupt, like a very strong, hard intro into into fucking Uh, after that. My my very next time having sex was when I was 18. Uh, and that one in and of itself is an experience to say the least. Um, that one was with a young lady that lived across from me back when I lived in Gary. Uh, (laughs) I was playing ball. I was playing basketball. Me and her was talking for a little bit. My homies was like, bro. You need to just leave her alone. You don't need to fuck with her like that. You're not ready for that. Knowing that they were telling the truth, but me still being fucking stubborn. I was like, fuck y'all. I'm cool. I didn't fuck before. I got this. If she want to bring it this way, I can handle it. Yeah, she brought it this way. I did handle it, but just the whole scenario around it was just... It was just so fucking awkward. Like we was playing ball and we was playing ball. She was just around. And when she was around and again, me only really having sex a few times in my life. Cause like, cause upward bound like was structured. So you literally had like a spare amount of time to do what you was going to do. And then you had to go right back to the, to the structure. Um, and again, that's not what that program was there for. That program was clearly there to get you the college experience and to kind of help you out with that. But I took it for something completely different, just like I did my actual college experience. But yeah, was playing ball. She walked up. She was around. She was throwing off the signs that she does. She wanted my attention and she wanted something to go down. And I guess she was feeling a little frisky, a little horny. So yeah, we we ducked off and when we ducked off, we we fucked. Came back and my homies was like, nigga, like did you really? Yeah, my nigga, like definitely just did that. Um 
my my circle knows the inner details of what happened with that but i'm just gonna leave it at that 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 was just whoo that was just that experience uh after that though that was like my junior no that wasn't that was my senior year my um my senior year of high school so yeah as a matter of fact these motherfuckers like bounced back to back they they literally bounced back to back it's so fucking crazy like i i i don't know why i felt like it was like a long it felt like it was a way longer time period in between but it it literally happened like a year apart that's fucking crazy that literally happened like a year fucking part um like and it was like the beginning of my senior year like literally like the matter of fact not even the beginning of my senior year like the summer before my senior year is when that went down like because we went to Purdue Lafayette before I was 16 turning 17 that August um when I was going into my senior year of high school I was 18 turning 19 that August so that's the reason why it kind of seems like a much longer gap but it wasn't I guess in hindsight it wasn't that much longer of a gap but moving on beyond that though um went to college when I went to college or not even went to college um high school uh high school I had sex a couple of times um with a couple of girls that I dated at high school uh, but it was never really nothing like that. Like, I wasn't really had a huge sex drive in high school, so I wasn't really fucking all the time. But every now and then, I, I got me some ass. <laughs> I'm just going to say it, say it as what it was. Um, after that, though, I went to ISU. When I went to ISU, I went through my whole stage. And I'm going to talk about the whole stage a little bit more later on in the podcast. But I went through my whole stage. After going through my whole stage, I met Shanice. And after I met Shanice, that was it. That was literally it. Like, uh, I literally had, like, a, I met Shanice at 20. Shanice was turning 20. Uh, yeah, Shanice was turning 20. I had just turned 20. That's when I met Shanice. Yeah. So... From the age of 16 to about 20 was, I guess you could say, the extent of my sexual experiences and was the extent of me really kind of developing my 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 sexual drive, my my sexual need and the things that I personally like. Um, But again, I just want to kind of share with you all just a little bit of my own personal sexual journey. But uh, we'll be right back with you. I will we'll be right back with you. Jesus is not here. I'll be right back with you. Uh, and then, you know, we're going to go break down some more stuff after this. So we'll be right back here on the Ways World Podcast. So coming off my own personal sexual journey, hold on real quick. Coming off my own sexual journey real quick. Um, matter of fact, the first thing that I'm gonna that I'm gonna do, I'm not gonna really get into too many harsh topics. I actually saw this article, right? And this article was talking about this article was talking about um, 21 questions that you can, you know, ask between you and your partner. So uh, that's actually what I want to do. But again, because my beautiful wife is not here. 
what I'm going to do is I'm just going to answer these questions by myself. You dig? I'm just going to answer these for myself. For myself. So let me see here. Let me pull up this young article. And let's see. So, oh, y'all, y'all can tell that the lick is starting to kick in, ain't y'all? Like, I'm starting to loosen up. I'm starting to get loosey-goosey, baby. Loosey-goosey. Uh, <laughs> but, nah, so 21 fun and sexy questions to ask your partner, right? I'm going to ask Shanice these questions when she get home. So, I hope she don't think she's getting away from this shit. But, let's just kind of kick it off. So, have you ever skinny dipped with a group of people? I definitely have. I definitely have skinny dipped with a group of people. Um, I've done it once. It was at Westside during sword practice. Uh, we're not even doing. Matter of fact, I might go tell that particular story. I'm gonna say this one right. So it was a swim meet. It was a swim meet, and I, I don't know if you consider this skinny dipping, but it was a swim meet, and it was like the Northwest Conference at Westside. Crowd full of people. Teammates on the side. But I'm, I'm swimming, right? So, like, they ready? Pa! The gun go off. When the gun go off, you hit the water. So, when I hit the fucking water, I'm going. I'm swimming, going, arm stuff. Freestyle, freestyle. Boom. Go, go. And I'm just going. Halfway, I guess halfway through or the moment I hit the water, my shorts fell. My swim trunks fell. Um, I was down to like one leg at that particular point. I, I, how can I put this? I was down to one leg and I... My nuts came out, basically. My whole ass nuts, everything came out. I did what's called uh, like a rolling flip. So what you do is once you get to the wall, you roll, you flip, you kick off, and then you push. And you throw the force of your body through the water. And in the process of me doing that, all I heard was the whole crowd go like... (gasps) And I'm like, and I'm not, I heard it, but I wasn't paying attention to it. So I'm going and I'm like, pew, pew, hitting the water. Pew, 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 pew. Gone, gone. Just gone through the water, gone. So when I, so before, like when I finally hit the, the end wall, um, before I got out, I was about to hop right straight out the water, right? They, they, I got pushed back in. They was like, no. No, stay in. They were like, no, 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 hold on. They was like, pull up your shorts. I'm like, what? They was like, pull up your shorts. So I look down, my whole nut sack is out. My ass cheeks are out. Every my dick is out in front of the whole fucking crowd. Parents, students, whoever the fuck you want to name. My whole ass was out. It was not only embarrassing, it was kind of exhilarating. <laughs> it was a little bit excited for a little bit. I'm like, oh shit, the whole world to just see my dick. All right, bet. But nah, nah. It was, it was, I, I considered that my first skinny dipping experience because I, I literally ended up butt ass naked pretty much in that fucking pool. Um... 
what's your favorite part of of my body? My favorite part of Shanice's body is that ass. Woo! Is that ass. First time we had sex, I was like, God damn. Girl, that ass is popping. Girl, that ass is jumping. Uh, what's funny is my grandma, right? My grandma, when I went to Georgia to visit her for her birthday, when she met Shanice for the first time, the first question she asked me was, you like your daddy, huh? I'm like, what you mean, grandma? She's like, you just like your daddy. She was like, you like a girl with a fat ass. And I was like, you know what? You right, grandma. You right. You saw that. I see you, grandma. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing there. I see exactly what you're doing there. You, you, you got me. You got me, grandma. I got you. <laughs> but it's true. That ass, though. That ass is something vicious. Um, what kind of outfit would look best on me? Um, nothing. Be naked. I want you to be butter ball naked. No clothes works for me. Seeing Shanice in her pure naked form is wonderful to me. I love my wife's body. I love everything about her body. I love the way it looks. I love the way it feels. I love everything about it. Every single fucking thing. So if I had to pick a perfect outfit, I would say no outfit. Stay the fuck naked. But if I had to actually pick clothes, I'd say some lingerie. Give me, you know, a nice Victoria's Secret lingerie, and I'll be cool. I'll be cool. Come in, had an ass jumping. Boy. Woo! <laughs> uh, do you think you're a good kisser? Boom! We're going to stop right there. I've been told earlier on in my life, I was told that I was a horrible kisser. I was told that I do the the Tina off of American Dad where like I swallow your mouth whole where like if y'all know what I'm talking about, feel free to laugh. Um, Tina on on Bob, I said American Dad, Tina on Bob's Burgers. What she does, right? Or not what she does, but what the dude she was dating does, right? Um, in this episode, he like took her whole face and like surrounded it with her mouth. And I didn't do that exactly, but it was like, oh, like you taking all my top lip or all you taking my bottom lip or all. It was basically, I didn't know how to kiss. Um, and you know, I kind of took that, took that in stride. I was like, all right. And determined after that, that I was going to be a better kisser. And because I have big kissable lips. <laughs> Your boy got better. Your boy got 10 times motherfucking better. I'm out here now. I'm out here now. When I say it will, I say Shanice is a good kisser. Yes, my wife is an excellent kisser. I love kissing my wife. Um, where do you like being touched the most? The penis. The penis. Oh my goodness, what has happened? The liquor has gotten flowing and I am off my shit. Jesus. Yes, the penis. Touch me on the penis. Touch me right here. 
No, but uh, beyond that, like, I don't know. I like being touched on my back or, you know, having my shoulders rubbed on. Just a nice rub down ain't never really hurt nobody. I don't know. Like, up top, I just like being rubbed on my chest, rub on my sh- my arms, rub on my back, my shoulders. I don't know. Just kind of just rub up top. I don't know. That, that just is something that it, it, it stimulates me. Um, how often do you touch yourself in a week and what's on your mind doing solo time? <laughs> Woo. Okay. So I would say, fuck it. Right. This is my podcast. I'm going to be as open as I can possible with y'all. Right. So I would say maybe once a week, I say like once a week, maybe twice on a bad week, depending on if mother nature's here or not. Uh, it's kind of where I get my own personal gratification of and what's on my mind during my solo time is generally my wife and just wanting her to be home at that moment because at that moment, uh, I want to tear your shit apart. Let's just be real. I want to break your back, not your heart. Like, I, I like, and at that moment of me thinking about her, just the, the everything kind of rushes towards the front. So it's like, gotta handle this business. After that, though, how old were you when you watched your virginity? Like I told you, I was 16. Uh, where is the strangest place you ever had sex? Uh, the strangest place I've ever had sex was in an alley. Yes, the strangest place I ever had sex was behind a random person's garage in an alley. Where would you love to have sex? Um... The place that I would really love to have sex would pot would be hmm. This is a question I never really thought about. Like where where would I want to? Uh a movie theater, a restaurant. Uh I love the scene in the office where like Jim, Pam, Phyllis, and Bob Vance advanced refrigeration um goes and they duck off. And like, well, not duck off the four of them, but Pam and Jim are at the table eating. Bob and Phyllis get up and say they have to go use the restroom. So they thinking like, oh, okay, they about to go to separate restrooms and go use the bathroom. After like, I guess it's like 30 minutes, 45, maybe an hour, fucking Jim and Pam like, are like, all right, cool, common courtesy, let's not eat our food, let's wait for them. After a while, they couldn't wait, so they started eating some of Bob and Phyllis's food. And yeah, so after a while they get up and they go look in the the male and the women's bathrooms respectively and don't find it. But then there's this co-ed bathroom, right? Like if, you know, you can't use one of those two, you got this third option right here. They just put their ear to the door and yeah, her Phyllis Vance getting her shit ran in by Bob Vance Advanced Refrigeration. And... I just from the, I was like, you know what, fucking fucking in a, in a in a restaurant in a co-ed bathroom would be something that I would really want to do. Fuck who here, y'all gonna y'all, y'all gonna hear her get this work. <clears throat> What's the ultimate role play for you? I'm into the dom sub type of thing, so that would be the ultimate role play, I guess, for me is to do some dom sub shit. Shanice, Shanice is not a sub. Shanice is a dom. She has sub moments, but Shanice has dom moments too. Um, so she's like a healthy mix. Um, completely subbing and something Shanice is really down for. 
um you know as far as the marriage goes she is but as far as like that goes or it's like the way I would want to do it she's not 100% down for that but you know again it's not for everybody and me being married to her that's something that I definitely you know came to terms with it's something that I'm not pushing like if she if she ever wants to do that she knows that's on my mind and you know like I'm just there for it um what turns you on almost instantly? That ass. That ass. Every single time. Watching that motherfucker. Watching her go around the corner. And then two minutes later, her ass following. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Every time. Um, when I was younger, still to a certain extent now, um, eyes eyes and hips eyes and hips was my thing like if you had hips you you could you have a little bit of pack back there but if you had like hips and you had pretty eyes or like if i could look in your eyes and 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 just get literally lost like yeah that was those were two things that can like if i look i can i used to be able to look in somebody's eyes and like and if her eyes was like a hundred percent like bright or some shit like that or just like beautiful i'd be like oh yeah I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, what celebrity do you think would be the best in bed? Rihanna? Fuck. Rihanna seen nasty as hell. Rihanna seemed like she get down with the get down. Like she get down with the with the freaky. Like Rihanna seemed like she would be the, the best celebrity to fuck. Dead ass. Um, how do you feel about bringing toys into the bedroom? I'm down for it. Me personally getting toys used on me. I'm not really there for that, but using toys on my partner is something that I am 100% there for. It's something, like I said, with the the person who shall remain nameless back in college who kind of helped me with my sexual experiences and my journey. Um, That was something that me and her did a lot. We used toys a lot, and I realized that that was something that I really liked. Um, Have you ever been to a strip club? Hell the fuck yeah, I've been to a strip club. Uh, by the time that I went to the strip club, though, it was not particularly a good experience because the girl stank like her pussy stank and she had her pussy in my face and her pussy stank. And if you work in a strip club, please wash your pussy. That's all I'm asking. If you work at a strip club, please wash your pussy. Because if you're going to put it in somebody's face, that, whoo, no, that's just, that's just, a, that's just a no, no. That's like a no go at all. What kind of talk do you like, if any, in bed? Um... Call me daddy. Call me daddy. I don't know why. Or, or or tell me what I'm doing is working. Be like, oh, you fucking me so good. Or or yeah, like that. Or shit. Or shit. Or, or like guide me a little bit and be like, oh, hit it harder. Or hit it faster. And I'm like, oh shit. All right, bet I'm about to wreck your shit then. I came in like a wrecking ball for real. Um, have you ever had a dream about me? Yes, I've had dreams about Shanice. I've had dreams about Shanice. I'm the first day I met Shanice. That's how I kind of really realized was like, oh shit, this might be the one. Because the very first night I was like, I had a dream of us fucking. And six years later, right? (laughs) Um, Have you ever explored tantric sex? Um, And for those that don't know what tantric sex is, it involves a fierce connection with your partner plus the longest orgasm you'll ever have. Chances are you're both ready to try. Um... Yes, I've had tantric sex. Um, yes, I've 
had tantric sex with my wife. I've seen her have long orgasms. Um, a time or two, she definitely caught me by the nuts and it kind of had had me do the spaz. I was like, oh, shit. Like, what the fuck did you do to me? <laughs> like, legit. Like, I was like, I had hands fucking clenched like saw fucking nail marks in my palm like she she made my hand seize up like what the fuck was <laughs> like it <laughs> first time like that I was like what the fuck was this like jeez um but that also can involve the whole toys and shit like it kind of helps extend out what you're doing so again, yes, I've been I've been on um the whole centric sex thing. Have you ever kissed in public just to make someone jealous? No. No. Mm-mm. Me personally, I'm not a huge PDA person. I don't mind it. I do enjoy it, but it's not a priority for me. So I've never really done that. Plus um, I don't give a fuck about you being jealous. Like, if I'm done fucking with you, I'm done fucking with you. Like, two middle fingers to you. Like, I'm one of those that, like, once it's done, it's done. Ain't really no going back. And if we try to go back, I can guarantee you it's not going to work. I learned that shit on two different separate occasions of me going back to an ex. And that shit completely falling the fuck over. Like, not working at all. Hickeys, major yes or no way? Uh, personally, I feel like hickeys is more of a childish thing. Um, not childish, but I feel like it's something that was more necessary when you were like a kid, because like, if you go back to school with a bunch of hickeys and shit like that, then you get what I'm saying? Like, it was just kind of a thing like, oh shit, what was you up to my nigga? Or what the fuck was you up to girl? Like, Hmm. See all them hickeys on your neck. Like the, like the song by the Joker, right? Um, I think it was like, I do this for fun. I forgot that song, but he was like, they think of STDs with all the hickeys on my penis. Like legit, like had, had a hickey on my penis. Um, I don't think hickeys is a, is a bad thing, but it's not something I necessarily need in my life. And then to close this one out, number 21, what is a fantasy you've never shared with anyone? A fantasy I've never shared with anyone. Hmm. It's going to sound kind of basic, but the whole like maid's outfit type of thing, like just, I don't know, like a, like a sexy dress up, like a sexy dress up is kind of like my thing because like, I've never really had that. I've had lingerie, but like as far as the, oh, the sexy nurse or, oh, the sexy schoolgirl or, oh, the, the sexy teacher or some shit like that. Like I've, that was that for some reason has always kind of been a fantasy of mine that I've really, really wanted to, to do. Uh, <clears throat> never, I haven't had the opportunity to yet. Um, but yeah, that's, that's something I haven't really shared. And the only reason why I really haven't shared that is because I've always kind of, like I said, I've always felt like it was basic. Like that's some basic ass shit. No, no, nobody want to hear that. That's something everybody think of, but that's my personal, my personally is that, but like I said, I just want to kind of just run through this little list, uh, 21, um, and tell me what y'all think. 
But we'll be right back here on the Ways World Podcast, y'all. We got we, we got ourselves some shit that we're going to talk about. So the next thing on the docket before the ad break. Matter of fact, hold up. Let me pull up. Let me pull up this shizot. Let me just pull up this shot. There we go. Hold on. Every time. Every time. Okay. Sorry for the dead air. But sex begins in the body. And we're how did I just jump it off like that? That shows you that I'm fucking drinking, right? Fucking losing my shit. So, sex begins in the body. And the reason why I said that is because my lovely wife looked for an article for me. The article she looked for was the truth about men and sex. I've been perusing this a little bit, so I can say that this is accurate. But... Let's see. So sex begins in the body. Um, yes, for men, I would say sex begins in the body. Men have massive amounts of testosterone coursing through their bodies, pushing and driving them towards sexual expressions. Erections spring at the slightest provocation. Um, and for adults, seeing his wife or partner come out of a shower naked causes his body reaction. It's hard to overestimate the way um, a male's body's chemistry directs his mind psychology towards sex. It's true. That's true. Sex with a man is like, or sex for a man is like not particularly all the way psychological. Like it's not a psychological thing for us. It's more of a a physical thing for us. Like, again, it's literally like we could fucking, we could like Jessica Rabbit, right? Jessica Rabbit used to turn me on. Like Jessica Rabbit, the cartoon from who... Who framed Roger Rabbit? Jessica Rabbit can turn me on. And Jessica Rabbit used to make me get hard all the fucking time. And I know I'm not the only dude out here that's fucking said that. We've all fucking looked at Jessica Rabbit and been like, you know what? If she was a real person, I'll fuck the shit out of Jessica Rabbit. And it's true. That's just because they made her a sexual icon. That's just the way it was. But for real, um, for men, sex is a hunger. Yes, uh, we want to be full. But our craving for sex is like a craving for chocolate. Um, each sexual episode holds the exquisite possibility of a surprise field confection. Maybe creamy, smooth, or buttery rich. Perhaps a raw and bittersweet or silky sweet. Um, our minds are captivated by the thought of an opportunity to feel delighted and surprised. The day is hardly complete without dessert. Yet the context of the relationship, for instance, a fight with his wife can spoil his appetite. Legit. Like, ladies... Y'all have to stop wanting to fuck, starting the argument, and then once we pissed off being like, so you're not going to fuck me? All right, you're going to get some angry dick. Like, that's really it. You're going to catch some angry penis. Like, but that is not going to, it's not going to, it's just going to be a nut for me in that particular instance. Like, it ain't going to be, it ain't going to be me getting 100% full. Like, it ain't going to be no full gratification. Like, 
an argument legitimately can spoil everything. Like you could go from one from thinking like your partner is the the sexiest thing in the world to being like, I do not even want to look at you right now, and my dick is completely flaccid. Like, don't touch me. And ladies, y'all gotta stop fucking getting angry at that. Like, y'all gotta stop being mad at that shit. Like, oh, he don't want to touch me. He doesn't want to touch me. No, because you did. We just had a whole fucking argument. What the fuck are you talking about? Why the fuck am I trying to fuck right now when I'm pissed off? No. No. If you want to fuck, you should have you had this argument after we got done fucking or waited till tomorrow. Why the fuck are we having this now? Jesus. Sex is excitement. It's life's most thrilling adventure. Our bodies as men is a great pleasure machine that we'd like to enjoy full throttle. Throttle. Since coming orgasms nuts is usually reliable and easy, a variety of sexual activities, positions, and rhythms seem to be a fantastic way to explore and elevate our gratification. Every flirtation, smile, innuendo, shapely figure, or sexual image, whether fantasized or real, is a sight on our brains. Our brainwaves spike with elation just at the hint of something or someone reminding us of sex. And that's really what it is. Just the, the slightest hint of us thinking about sex or the slightest hint of some something that reminds us of sex can can turn us sexually excited and and get us in that mode. And yeah, like and again, that's something this this website is hitting on some extremely points. By the way, this is psychologytoday.com. This is hitting on some extremely points because that that's again something very real. Um like we as men and I'm not saying women don't, but it's a it's a a taboo. Like oh, like all he want to do is fuck, or, or or damn, like why the fuck is he all he thinking about is sex? Like that's the way our fucking mind works. Hello, our mind works off of sex. It's a sad fact to some people, but if you a nigga, if you a dude out here, like, that's just the way her mind works. And ladies, y'all really do have to give it, y'all have to understand that there's no way of y'all can change that. Like, well, maybe if I start doing this, he won't just think about fucking all the time. Maybe what you gonna do is gonna make him want to think about fucking you more. What about that? Our minds are like, our, our minds, when it comes to sex hyper hyper activate um another thing they put out here was sex is the way that we give love um the moment our partner gets turned on is often the moment we describe as the most sexually satisfying thing um it's baffling to us when we are called selfish because our preference for sexual con- because of our preference for sexual connection just what the fuck i was saying um, in our hearts, there is an expectation of mutual, exquisite bodily pleasure. We often connect. We often concoct, my fault. We often concoct and fantasize about how to make it better for her. Begging for information about her erotic desires just so we can improve as a lover. Because all we want to do when it comes to our partner is fuck you better. All we want to do is give it to you better. All we want to do is figure out how to get you to where you're going. The last thing, again, most men want to do is leave their partner 100% sexually ungratified. 
it, it's the it's the the one thing in this world that like we we absolutely hate like we would hate to leave our partner completely sexually ungratified um and again like i said or like the article says the sex is the way we give love so if we trying to fuck that's because we're trying to show you that we love you um, and I know someone gonna be like, well, why can't you show me you love me in other different ways? Why can't you show me you love me in this way or that way? That's because once again, y'all can call it a sad fact, but men's bodies, minds, love, we are driven off of that sexual desire. The testosterone in our body pushes us that way. It's a, it's a natural fucking thing. Um, sex, let's see here. Sex is love to us. Sexual releases make us feel like we are finally home. After the world hurts us and challenges us, by having sex, it embodies love and care and provides soothing and support. While we may be accused of only wanting sex, quote unquote, most of us want and feel much more emotionally connected than a simply simple bodily release. Um, making love literally creates a deep fulfilling of attachment to our partners and spurs relational generosity, faith, and optimism. Being desired by his partner can be the most single, most reassuring part of his relationship. While most women may wish for an emotional connection before having a physical connection, for me, a sexual connection is often necessary to feel safe enough for emotional vulnerability. Ultimately, male sex drives in a relationship is a gift. It's another path towards love. Like, and that last, that last little point there hit on something that, again, I've constantly repeated through these last couple of ones. Um, it's not the fact that we only want sex. By us having sex, by us fucking, it pushes us towards us coming and becoming more sexually gratified with you. Like I said, in my own sexual journey, right? I had sex early. So by me having sex early, that made me connect to somebody that I honestly should not have connected to, which is why I've said that having sex early was a gift and a curse. Because as a man, the first time we have sex, like that, that gives me a connection to you. Now, Yes, when it comes to, to, to men and women, there's two different things, right? And I know some people are going to be like, oh, that's not true, but it is. Men can have sex just to have sex. Women have sex to people that they're emotionally connected to. Uh, and when it comes to a man, like when it comes to us busting that nut, it can be just that. But if it's somebody that you really care about and if it's somebody that you really want to be with, Having sex with them is your way as a man of showing them that you're interested. It's, it's your way as a man of showing them that it's something that you, um, that there's somebody that you desire. Like, it's that somebody that you want to put something into. I expect, like I said, it has to be somebody that you care about. Like, in some instances, some of us be out here just trying to get that nut. Now, again, I've never cheated on my wife and I'm not one of those men that cheat. But for, for some men that do do that, I'm not saying that this is a good thing or it's a bad thing. But some men just want to catch that nut. Like, that's, that's just what it is. Whereas if a woman cheats on you, she's cheating on you with her whole mind, body, and soul. 
it's it's a complete difference there. And again, people may feel to agree to disagree depending on their own sex. But if you really think and look, like look up the just hilarious video about women cheating. And she, she even breaks it down. Like if, if we cheat, we're literally just there to fuck. And if a woman cheats, she's there to, to give her all to somebody else because apparently there's something that that dude was not doing for her. It just is what it is. It's fucked up. And as a man, if you're somebody that we care about and we decide to fuck you and you do us bogus, that's why it kind of breaks us. And that's what turns a good dude into a fuck boy, because that because we like how women always be like, I gave him my all and I, and I get like I gave him this and I gave him that. And he just we feel that same shit. We feel that same shit. Y'all be like, I gave, I gave my, my, my vagina to him or I gave my pussy away or I fucked him and this is, and he did this to me and he did that to me. We feel the exact same fucking way. We feel the literal exact same fucking way. If y'all heard us in our minds, we'd be like, damn, I really, I fucked this bitch and now she out here fucking, she out here doing dicks. Like that, that kills us. Like I said, that can turn a good dude into a fuck boy. But something that's not a fuckboy is the Anchor app. <laughs> I like that transition. Something that ain't a fuckboy is the Anchor app. The Anchor app is actually a very good app. And it's the reason why I'm able to do this podcast here. While we're able to share this topic of sex. So what we're going to do here is take a moment. Take a breather. Go ahead and hear a word from our sponsor. Coming fresh off that ad break. Coming fresh off that ad break. Coming fresh off that ad break. Hey, off that ad break. Coming fresh off that ad break. Hey, off that ad break. Coming fresh off that ad break. Listen to what I got to say. Hey, what do most men really want during sex? The title of this next article, right? That again, my wonderful, beautiful, lovely wife, Shanice, brought up to me, right? What do women get wrong about men and sex? So from a urologist, first off, let me look up what the fuck a urologist is because I don't know. And I ain't about to sit up here and sugarcoat and bullshit with y'all like I know what the fuck a urologist is. So let's just see here. A urologist is urologist is what the fuck is it? A urologist is what the fuck? Urologist is a physician. <laughs> Urologist is a physician who specializes in diseases of the urinary tract and the male reproductive system. Oh my goodness, did not know that at all. So, this is from a urologist straight up, and again, hear me out when I say this, right? We tend to think of men as being always ready for sex. always interested and almost exclusively concerned with our own pleasure and that may be true for some men especially when they're younger and haven't really emotionally been involved in a relationship but once a guy's in a relationship and cares about his partner men typically care about their partner's pleasure more than their own for example this urologist um, can see a man who has been married for some time and maybe now they have a problem because of age or erections or whatever. Often um, they hear guys say, I feel like I'm letting my wife down or they'll say sex was an important part of their relationship. 
and they'll feel that they can't contribute their part to it any longer. They feel unmanly because they can't provide their partners in the way that they feel um, in that way. They feel unmanly because they can't ever fear their role as a sexual provider. We as men are all around providers and we as men need to be all around providers. And that's just, you know, how society puts it or labels it, I guess you can say. Um, and then we, like I said, we as men, um, something that we, something that we thrive off of is sex. But as this article, and again, from a urologist who, who deals with men, um, again, who is a, a, a doctor for the male reproductive system, uh, basically what they say is, Men are driven by, like I said, by sex. Men are driven by that sexual desire. It just is what it is. Um, But that's not a fault. That's not a damnation on the relationship. It's how we operate. Something our premarital counselor, Robert, who we had on an episode way back when, if y'all haven't heard that episode of us on our one year anniversary, um, something something he said um, to us during premarital counseling that really stuck with me was men are logical and women are emotional. When and what I'm like, men women would feel like, well, why can't he try to figure out about me emotionally? Why can't he try to figure out about me? Um, psychologically like why can't he try to figure me out that way why does it have to always be about sex or why does it always have to be about that and that's because like y'all feel like women women give out their emotions through their emotions they give out their feelings through their emotions like if she's sad if she's upset if she's all these different things that's how she expresses herself that's how she shows you she loves you by by giving you these emotions no matter how intense they can be at times, that's just how she expresses herself. When it comes to a man, how we express ourselves is through sex. We express ourselves through fucking. Um, and I don't feel like that is a bad thing. I don't feel like that's a wrong thing. I feel like women have that misconstrued or I feel like women have that, that, that mindset. And like the article said, sex all the time is normally a, a younger man's thing because... Once you get that first taste of pussy, or you get that first piece of pussy. It's just, it just sends you off on like a path of like, oh, I gotta, I gotta have more of this. Like, I gotta, I gotta get some more. But once you start to get older, and once you get in that serious relationship, you use that as a tool to be like, okay, I'm, this is how I show you how I love you. And women need to stop chaining that about men. Like, well, why can't you show me emotionally, or why can't you show me this way? Like, again, we as men. That's just the way we show this shit. Like, we just show this shit emotionally. I mean, not emotional. We just show this shit physically. Like, y'all are emotional. We are physical. It's, it's a, it's a, and it's a reason. And that's the, another prime reason why a lot of times men and women argue because we're not understanding that we're different. The way our minds move is different. The way we operate is different. It's just a difference there. Like with the whole emotional and logical thing, whenever whenever it comes to an argument, a man's first thing is to look at this shit logically. Like, okay, well, two plus two equals four. So with two plus two equaling four, 
why isn't two plus two equaling four with you? And in her mind, well, it's two squared minus eight plus eight minus eight plus two minus two. And we're like, well, how the fuck did these other numbers come up in here when, and again, check me if I'm right on my math there, because I pretty much zeroed a lot of shit, but how on, in our minds, we're like, this is, and I think I just did Pam Dodd's fucking backwards, but I don't give what the fuck I'm saying. Like, if, if it equals up this simply for us, how is it not getting to you? And it's because of that emotional and logical difference. Because again, we look at it from A to Z. We didn't, we're not really looking at the, the in-betweens. Y'all, as women, are looking at it more for the in-betweens. And if we can come together and, and put y'all in-betweens with our A to Z, nine times out of ten, we can figure out what's wrong and what's going on. That's a lot of arguments with me and Shanice. Like, she'll she'll find the in-betweens, and I'll be like, well, ACB. Well, it's ACB, ABC. And we would have, we have to put the two together. And by putting the two together, we get the complete story. Like that's something that I've been very adamant about in my relationship of getting a complete story. Cause I feel like a complete story helps. I feel like a complete story guides things along better. And I feel like that's even more accurate when it comes to, to sexual gratifications. Like if a woman's like, well, I don't see why you always trying to fuck. And if a man tries to explain like, well, it's not that I'm always trying to uh, fuck. That's the way I'm trying to show you that I, that I care about you. She's like, well, show me you care about me in different ways in another way. That's her reading in between the lines or her reading in between the gaps. And that's you trying to get stricter to the point. That's the difference there. I show you how I care about you due to sex well if can you show me you care about me in a different way and in our minds now we're scrambled because we're like well fuck like that well that's the way i show you well now i gotta figure out other types of ways and it starts to make shit awkward and i'm not saying that men the only way we show love is through sex but again that is a big majority and a big priority for us is showing y'all that we care about y'all through fucking and again some people hear me some people don't. Some people feel like I'm just talking out of my the side of my neck. Some people talk, I'm thinking I'm just talking shit. But it's the truth. And you can't argue with the fucking truth. You can look up any article. You can look up any any sexual um, guru or YouTuber or podcaster or whatever. And they, um, they'll tell you the exact same thing. That the best way... To, to understand the other one is to understand what generally motivates them. With a woman, y'all motivation is to show you I care through my emotions. Our way to show you we care is through us fucking. It's a yin and a yang. It's an A and a B. It's a, not an A and a B, but it's an A1 and an and a A2 or some shit like that or however you want to put that. But it's a difference there. And we, and we as human beings really do have to find that difference. But... Again, that's just some things that, um, that's just, I just want to touch on that really quick as far as what women get wrong about men, because like I said, women really just do have to, to get out of their mind that all men want to do is fuck some men. Yes. Younger men. Yes. 
But for those older men, for us that truly understand what we want in this life, it's not that we just want to fuck. Like, if we really do care about you, that's just our way of showing you that we care about you. But we'll be right back here on the Ways for a Podcast, y'all. So tell me what y'all thought about that particular episode. Like this one in particular, I would really love if y'all commented, if y'all subscribed, if y'all rated it five stars. But overall, just give me your opinion. Just tell me what you thought about today's episode. I think I did a pretty good job. I gave y'all my own personal sexual history. Um, I, you know, gave y'all 21 um, questions to to ask your partner. Um, I answered them myself. I gave y'all the truth about men when it comes to sex, and I gave y'all what women get wrong about men and sex. Um, I felt like I said I felt like today's episode was a really good episode. Um, I tried to record this episode yesterday night, uh, but the the flow wasn't particularly together the way I like it to be. Uh, so I decided to just record this today, but I feel like recording this today, taking a couple of shots along the way, definitely has assisted and helped out. So I want to say thank you to everybody that listens to this episode. I want to thank you to everyone that has listened to every episode as normally um, usually I do. Um, I just want to thank y'all because you, the people that listen to this, I do this for you all. I do this to give y'all something to listen to. I do this to give y'all something to think about. I do this to, to give you an interesting news source. I do this for the people. I don't do this just for myself, even though this is a form of expression for me. I do this for y'all because uh, I love to be able to talk. I love to be able to entertain and I love to just be able to give y'all what y'all want, which is more away because what's better than more me. <laughs> but um, as usual, like I said, thank you all for listening to this episode of The Ways We're a Podcast. And to end this, we're going to end this the same fucking way we started it. With a shot. So we're going to pour up a little bit here. We're going to pour up a little bit. So, let's see here. Let's go ahead and take this final shot. Tell me what y'all thought, though. Tell me what y'all thought. Um, You can follow me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can subscribe on Breaker, um, Overcast, CastBox, wherever you get your local podcast. You can find the Ways We're a Podcast. I want to thank everybody once again for listening to the Ways We're a Podcast. I hope this episode was not only fun, but I hope this episode was informative. Um, once again, thank everybody for listening and you all have yourself a great day. By the way, don't forget to follow the Ways World podcast page on Facebook. Don't forget to look me up at how underscore way underscore how on Instagram. Call me Nerd Gang on Twitter. This has been the Ways World podcast. Y'all, y'all have yourself a great day.